The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Hey, Brandel. Hey, James. What's up? Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast. You know what's funny? Every time I think we did a disservice to the people and put out a, a, a simple podcast that isn't really scuba per se, and I think we might get a, you know, uh, a little bit of a backlash, like I was assuming maybe a little bit last week for just doing a episode about the Great Lakes, we get all kinds of great feedback on it. That's weird. And then, then I, I, I put together a show that I slave over for weeks, and I think it's our best. I, I get, we get nothing. Nothing. Hmm. Don't try to read the public. Don't try to read them, man. That's what I've learned. That's what I've learned. Or is it that we can just basically talk about anything and the people like our witty humor? I don't and know. Snappy, <laughs> snappy comebacks that they just they just enjoy li- listening to two middle-aged men ramble nonsense. <laughs> I don't. I think a- uh, you're way off on that one. <laughs> that one I can guarantee is not is not what's going on. Well, you don't think we've become a uh, like a a dive buddy for the people, like a, a sounding board for the people. They just want to hang out, listen to us, and enjoy a nice dark roast. <laughs> <sighs> of uh, coffee in, in the morning and uh, listen to some dive stories, listen to some dive jokes, have a, have a couple laughs. Uh, no, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I... I think that's the opposite of what the case is. I think people are really starving for something to input in their head that isn't COVID-related A or election-related B. <laughs> so that's why they, they turn to us. So we are actually striking while the iron is hot. Wait, uh, so the people have lost all faith in their respectable figures in the community respectable respectable <laughs> that, 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 how do that you are even supposed <laughs> to be they're supposed to be the respectable go-to sources in the community they've had to turn to us well i think because uh... there's nobody there's nobody <laughs> left that they can believe what comes out of their mouths on the television and radio head. and airwaves and and it's a it's a double-edged sword in one way it's quite quite good you know people are realizing that the box is not giving you anything worthwhile you have to turn to old old jamesy and brando for for some i don't even want to call it pertinent because a lot of our information is is not really pertinent i guess if you look deep into our discussions though there's there's tidbits and nuggets of uh philosophical depth wisdom no it was it was a good uh it was a good one you were on 
I was waiting for the it just to explode with like like I wanted to get up and stand on my desk here. I'm like yes, that is it. I have I've only had about point seven five cups of coffee this morning, so. Oh, that ain't good. No, it's I'm I'm forcing it in right now. So, yeah, I slept in. I uh, I woke up about four thirty. Thought about getting up and going sitting in the hot tub with a cup of coffee, and I said I'll lay back down for another half hour at least. I woke up. It was seven twenty. Daniel, and I was like, "What the hell?" Tell getting old. Yeah, it's H E double hockey sticks. Well, I feel bad for you. You need uh, you need a vacation. I don't know why you're feeling bad for me. I don't really have that. I'm just getting old. It's not a bad life. I have a great life. <laughs> you 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 say that like yeah, all you people that are aging, I feel bad for you. <laughs> Time has kind of stood still in my my court. Well, hey, let's um, let's go through some listener mail. You want to go through some listener mail? Yeah, we need a little I've, I've uh, a... a little jingle, or we need a little like. You know, post office call or mail call. You mail know, call. There's, there's got to yeah, be something. I, I got to find a mail. Got to find a mail call jingle. I'll, yeah. I'll get one. Like a tugboat horn or something. Wah, mail ooh, call. Ooh, I like that yeah, mail yeah. call. Yeah, I got. I got all kinds of good ideas. <laughs> like That's that. why we keep you around. <laughs> Thank you. Once my usefulness has proven to be less than necessary. Well, you know, you're uh, you're, you're kind of like my, my quintessential buddy, right? Underwater uh, and on the podcast. We got to be able to work together, communicate. Word. That's the... That's the essence. That is the essence. The, the essence. essence of the... The essence of a good dive buddy, right? Well, the essence of a team... The essence of uh, two symbiotic elements. They have to work together to achieve a common goal. That's what the Nazis said. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, but let's, uh, let's, uh, let's chat a, a couple minutes about um, buddies and how it takes a while to get comfortable enough with yourself before you can get comfortable enough to be a good buddy. Just being there isn't really good enough, right? Well, no. That's not really a buddy. A, a, well, a here, body. so let, let, me, uh, yeah. let me bring this in. Okay, so, bring it in. So so a lot of divers, you know, even in, in your basic open water class, you're taught uh, the concept of dive buddies, being a good buddy. You know, you, you learn hand signals and you start signaling with, the instructors and the, the dive masters and stuff, and you're taught to signal with your buddies and you learn all these hand signals. But there's a difference between signaling and comprehending when you're underwater. Well, yeah, the signal has to go into the brain and be processed, which a lot of time if your brain is preoccupied with doing just the basics, um, you, you visually see the signal. And that's as far as it goes. It doesn't get into the uh, processing. Except for that one signal that requires zero thought whatsoever. It's the it's the automatic response is is the okay signal, right? Is is it not? 
that's a reflex to a lot of people. Like hitting your knee with a hammer at the doctor's office. It just kicks up. You don't control it. It just happens. It's unconscious or subconscious level. And you uh, go ahead and pop that O sign right back. You may be okay, but... I've seen divers in the water where you know, they've got a wicked leak coming from a pressure gauge. Mm-hmm. And all I want to do, uh, all I'm going to do is tell them, hey, you got this uh, pretty, pretty gnarly leak, just making sure you realize it. And when you get there to even engage in a conversation, <laughs> you're just met with a fury of okay signals. Mm-hmm. Hey, you, okay. No, I was going to tell you. No, okay. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Sir, you. Okay, okay, I'm okay, yeah. As if you're questioning you know, their, their comfort or, or relevance their, uh, in the water. Their abilities. Right, right. Or, 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 or people are just so used to throwing that okay signal out that they often don't even give the other diver time to m- complete a sentence underwater, right? Which, hang on, let's look at each other for a couple seconds. Catch each other's eyes so that I can tell you what I'm about to tell you, right? Hey, Yes, just stop for a second. I'm saying, look over here, and then they just give it okay and start swimming in that direction. No, 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 no. Where are you going? Jesus Christ. Get back over here. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, there's more to what I'm trying to tell you. But I think that's an issue of of divers, right? They're still so focused on their own comfort in the water. And as, as comfortable as they may be and as comfortable as they may really feel, and no matter what they talk about post-dive, I think it's a telltale sign that you're still in the learning process and, and you, really, you really haven't gotten to that really inner calm underwater yet because otherwise you'd be able to sit there and chill and have a conversation. Yeah, but we're, I mean, we're always learning. So, I mean, getting out of a learning process. But, but yeah, that level, I know what you're talking about. That hump you climb up on or that plateau you climb up to where you're actually receptive to other information coming in. You're not fully engulfed in just the very basics of scuba diving. The buoyancy, the, the breathing, monitoring your gas kind of thing. You, you've widened your view yeah and a a lot of divers are taught that you swim over to a sandy patch on the bottom or a rocky patch on the bottom where you're not going to stir up all the visibility or you swim over to a platform and once everybody gets there and kneels in a circle, that's where we exchange information. Yeah, you see that, uh, well, it's, it's ingrained from day one. Rather than the reality of the dive is you're swimming along a wall, right? Whether it's at the quarry or swimming along the bloody bay wall, you know, wanting to take a picture of a sea fan or whatever the case is, or you're out in open blue water, when the time comes that somebody needs to communicate with you. So yeah, I mean, this is, this is one of the main reasons why, you know, I find the value in learning from the get-go, learning neutrally buoyant, 
is for the communication part. Knowing that so many divers, if they have to think about their buoyancy, no, there's no way they're going to have the mental space to converse underwater about a problem that's going on. Yeah, if it's sucking up all of your resources just to, to be underwater breathing, you are not going to uh, be able to give too many resources to being a good buddy or paying attention to other things on the dive besides your own personal gas and goings on. Yeah, and, and even a, a seemingly good diver that's in trim, seemingly neutrally buoyant, swimming along the dive... When it comes time to, I, I really have something involved to communicate with you underwater. When it gets to that point, you'll they quickly make obvious that they don't have their buoyancy in check because when you stop to try to converse, there they go. They they fall right. <laughs> they start to sink. Yeah. Right. Their trim drops out as they as they sink and their feet go down and they're kicking to get back up. Right, it was their swimming around that was really keeping them neutrally buoyant. And now that we're trying to talk, right, we can't stay in front of each other without crashing into each other. So we are turning our backs on each other to swim around in a circle to get a better vantage point of this. What should be just a very simple couple of hand signals. The the idea that if you are using all again all your resources all your mental and physical resources just to be in the water you're not going to be open for uh, being a good team member yeah and that's kind of right where this really fun email that we just received that i wanted uh i thought it was a perfect opportunity learning learning opportunity for the people all right. Do our listeners get a, a special little something from the Great Dive Podcast for contributing to our search for new topics? Yes. We're in our fourth year. Yeah. Um, and we're quickly drawing up our fourth year. I mean, it won't be long. And every single week, James, four years. I think we did take two weeks out of four years that we we aired uh, an interview we had in the uh, in the old vault of interviews. Right, yeah. uh, we, we didn't make a fresh episode, in other words. So I think twice out of f almost four years. So that's not bad. So when a listener can uh, can give us a little tidbit or a story or uh, some kind of topic suggestion, that, that really helps. Especially trying to get us back to diving, you know, trying to get us off yeah. of uh, this crazy shipwreck story topic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> People seem to love, but we got to get back to the to our meat and potatoes of our podcast. Well, listen, the yes, I think when somebody sends in a really great email like this, really good show topic idea, just a good a good thank you, a good email. We should have a special gift for them. Well, and maybe we'll like make in, a toast to them. We'll make a toast to them on Monday night. <laughs> That's a good gift. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> well, gift. Because I, well, I think there's a shopping list of names <laughs> in our email that I actually have to go back through that I said I'd send them something nice. But two things. One, I need we need, a, we need time to go through and actually account all of those so we can send them out. And 
the other thing is we need something to send. <laughs> we need something to actually send them out. Okay, so this email is a, addressed to both of us. Jamesy and Brando. Hey, you sons of bitches. Is that what it says? <laughs> hey, you old bastards. You, hey, you old blowhards. Take it easy. No, it starts off by saying, I feel as though I have to make a public apology to my dive buddy. We'll call him Jim. Jimbo. Jimbalaya. Jimmy. Jim Jam. <laughs> Jimmy Jam. Jimbo going diving. <laughs> the gym man. Jimmerino. <laughs> Jimmy Limiting. No. Jimmy with the air fills. <laughs> Filling tanks. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody. I don't think many of our listeners, especially if they're younger than 30 years old, maybe even younger than 40 years old, remember the old copy, the copy guy. <laughs> From Saturday Night Live, from the that was the eighties, wasn't it? It wasn't the nineties, was it the eighties? It was the eighties because I was in college when uh, my I remember my one buddy he he wouldn't stop doing the copy guy with everybody, <laughs> with everybody, everybody's name. I'm like, okay, of course, that was like everybody. Yeah, around if then. he had too many cocktails, it would just wouldn't stop. You're like, okay, first year it was funny, now it's just. Well, I'm glad it's had a 35-year break. And that we, <laughs> exactly. can bring, we, we can bring, bring it, it back. back Jimbo, going diving. J-Bone. James, you're a Jim. Has anyone ever called you Jimbo? I've never been a Jimbo. Nobody ever said, hey, Jimbo. And you'd like stop and look at him and go, don't you ever, ever call <laughs> me that again. No, I've n- n- never uh, never been called a Jimbo. been called Jim. Jimmy? How about Jimmy. Uh, never really a Jimmy. I was going to say, when I first met you, you went by James. Yeah. And uh, I don't think... Uh, I hear some sometimes Jamie wanting to call you Jamie, some people. But I'm like, hey, back off, punk. <laughs> back His off. His name's James. <laughs> but uh, I'm curious if we started calling you Jimbo, if that would be offensive. With that would trigger you <laughs> in some way. Well, we've got a Jimbo right here. Yes, we do have a Jimbo. But what about J Bone for you? No, that's too cool. No, no. <laughs> J Bone. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Since he's obsessed with your podcast, I found it befitting that I admit my faults here to us, old Jamesy and Brando. Admit your faults. Go ahead, my son or my daughter. You have nothing. You, you have nothing to fear People here. Bless you, my our child. Say one thousand hail marys, hail Jacques. Say one thousand hail Jacques and uh, breathe. Purge your regulator fifty-five times yes. in the name of His Holy Majesty Jacques Cousteau. Give Give us twenty <laughs> BWRAFs. <laughs> <laughs> and your sins shall be cured. PWRAF will go down in history. I guess it's worked, so it can't be too bad. People right, remember right. it. Jim and I are newly certified this past August on the St. Lawrence. It says, howdy, neighbors. Are these, howdy two, neighbors. Uh, are these two lovers? That information has not been divulged yet. Okay, I was going to say uh, it's pertinent. I, I'm not just being nosy. It is pertinent. 
Do you ever dive with your significant other? I know you do occasionally, James. Occasionally. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I actually enjoy diving with my wife. She's a really good, peaceful diver. Uh, I just got to... I have to look for her. She has a tendency to do that typical, I'm going to hang back and off to the side a little bit so that she can always see me. That's the one thing I have to correct with her. But other than that, she's a really good diver. But like we do the smart thing and we dive to her comfort and abilities generally. Well, of course. You know, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't take her on the dives that I want to do. The dives I want to do, I call you up. Yeah. Well, of course, for me, it's very uh, taxing on my worry. I'm, I'm tense the whole dive. Anybody right. else? I don't, I don't care. I really don't care. But yeah, with my significant other, yeah, it, it taxes me. It's, I get out of the water exhausted mentally. It's not physically exhausting. Well, so then, so for me, diving with my wife is probably more like you diving with your daughter. It's not, it's not exhausting because my wife's actually really good. Like your daughter's really good, but it's a different level. You know, the communication is going to not be the same as what it is when you and I are in the water together, right? There's going to be differences. You're still going to, you're going to enjoy the dive more with your daughter, but it's a different type and you're going to do a different type of a dive. Yeah. Good point. That It's much more like that. Yeah. It makes a difference. That's all I'm getting at. Jim is smart. She does mention that he listens to the Great Dive podcast, so he's got uh, he's got some advantages. We should uh, we should come up with a little Chevron patch. Divers can start putting for how many episodes you've listened to. For, uh, oh, that's that's actually not bad. <laughs> and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. get like a um, a little star or an eagle or whatever, a little fish. If you send in a letter and it gets read on the Great Dive Podcast. Oh, that'd be great. I like this idea. So the Chevrons would be enlisted. Who would the officers be? Oh, if, if, you, uh, if you can prove that you've never missed an episode, you, sh- you, should, get, you should get officer status. You know, if you're, uh, if you're like one of those guys. Well, then Josh, Josh is like a general now. I, I don't know if you, my daughter, my daughter's maybe a one star. Josh is like a two or three star. I just wanted to know, I want you to know who's commanding this army. Right, Joshy? Right, right. Well, <laughs> the, head of our, the head of our fan club, the co-presidents of our fan club. He's been listening to Great Dive Podcast 24-7 since he began diving. Since he was born. What would that person turn out to be if you, uh, you had a baby and you put headphones on him and 24-7, the Great Dive Podcast, for his first, like, first four years of life? Uh, I think he'd be sitting in a small room looking out the blinds. <laughs> or, or his vocabulary would consist of... Why is he pulling in my driveway? <laughs> Nobody pulls in my driveway. Well, it, I think it goes to who you most closely relate to is going to have an effect wow, on yeah. who you are as a person. Or who you turn out to be as a person, because they mentioned here that he's now on um, he's now on number one hundred and forty something and catching up quickly. Nice. He states the he states that he most closely relates to Brando. Nice. And that well, I don't know James, if that's good. <laughs> and that James is his spirit animal. So this very well, he very well may be sitting in a small room looking right. out the blinds. Rocking back and forth on his heels, <laughs> all crouched down, you know, talking to himself, muttering. But luckily, somewhere in there is his spirit animal. Yes. 
telling him it's okay to go outside. It's all right. It's going to be all right. Practicing the advice of TGDP is an obvious reflection of his superior intelligence, she says. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's actually I think there's some sound advice in in what we say. If you can if you can weed out the If you're the kind of person that's okay with weeding through a bunch of Nonsense. stupid jokes <laughs> to get a to get to, to get to nugget. a nugget of a, uh, that is somewhat of a point a rounded point it's a very maybe blunt a chipped, point maybe a chipped off point not perfectly needle pencil tip good for writing but if you accidentally want to write something that looks like it's in calligraphy because the tip is not fine there you go this has been very beneficial to us both as we learn how to become safe and knowledgeable divers which I think is what we're, we try to do, right? Just like, just like for years when we're hanging out at the at a restaurant or, you know, uh, on the boat after dives, we we like to laugh and have fun. And when when, uh, when you see the newer people that are struggling with things that we've come to make simple, we can have fun with it because we were there at one point too. Right? We we know that that there's still a learning curve. Even now, we're trying to improve and make our diving better. Yeah, and all of our good advice was being wasted on the bartender. Right. Who, who doesn't didn't even, even dive. dive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's smiling because <laughs> she's waiting for that tip at the end. So that's a yes on the next round is what you're trying to say, right? Yeah. Jim is sneaky, she says. Sneaky Jim. Sneaking around. <laughs> Jimbo. Jimbalaya. Sneaking up behind you. Creeping in the background. Sneaky deaky Jimbo. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy Sneakers. Sneaking. Jimmy Sneakers. (laughs) I like like Jimmy Sneakers. That's pretty good. (laughs) Jimmy Sneakers. Feel free to use that. That might have to be the title. Jimmy Sneakers. Jimmy Sneakers. (laughs) He's out there. (laughs) Sneaking around. Twas a ball chilling October morning. A what chilling? The water was fifty-four, and the first snowfall began later that afternoon. They're over there, uh, Saint Saint Lawrence area, right? Right. So they're uh, New Yorky area. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a pretty up and down fall for us. Twenty-three degrees yesterday. Yeah, it's supposed to get to 60 today, isn't it? And Yeah, and 60-something today. Yeah, yeah, it's been crazy. But yeah, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had a real cold spat, a couple of dustings of snow even over here, and then, yeah, 60, 70, two days later. Son of a bitch. It would be our last dive for the season. Oh, they're seasonal divers, too. They're new. They just got certified this past August. They're pr- probably not fully equipped yet for 12 months of diving in the New York area. That takes a pretty hardy diver like it does for anybody up here in the north and the Midwest and these cold states. That If, if you're going to dive 12 months out of the year and do it locally, you're a special breed of diver. True. When uh, Before you got your dry suit, did you, uh, did you do the 12-monther thing? Oh, hell no. I was for the most part. There were, if there was no ice, I didn't go under the ice. I mean, I always had that early in the season 
drive to to get out and and give it a finally give it a go to get back out there and froze my ass off i was like oh i can't wait for summertime and then fall diving when it got really really cold again i mean that's when i actually came to the realization that dry year-round is the the only logical way to be a diver up here agreed and then i still look at you know some divers talk about diving i'm i'm yeah i I like going back to my wetsuit it's got to be in the 70s and above for me to be in a wetsuit i know you won't go in eight oh oh 80 i'm a five mil in my mid 70s so i laugh i laugh at a five mil (laughs) wet wet wetsuit what's this guy said just said wetsuit do you hear this guy (laughs) yeah I know you're the, you're out there on the, good on the boat uh, off the coast of Florida in your dry suit. I'm like, wow, dude. I like the feel of the salt water against my skin. We agreed to do a nice relaxing loop. This meant no skill practice, which we had grown accustomed to performing at least once per dive. And I was more than happy to turn off my brain, make friends with the fish, and be at one with the river. And then... Um, now she puts here eye roll Taurus. We we could uh, we could use Elena's help here for uh, it must be some Taurus thing to be at one with the river. It says Taurus like T A U R U S. Yeah, like yeah, like eye roll. I'm I'm such a Taurus. Okay, I get it. So uh, she says uh, make friends with the fish and be at one with the river. My dive buddy had other plans. This was sneaky Jimbo, right? This is old Jimmy Sneakers. Just sneaking around. Jim is a dick. <laughs> is that what you were? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Jimmy Sneakers is a real dick. She says, after 20 blissful minutes, I killed Jim. Jimbo, dead Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy corpse. <laughs> Jimmy no life. <laughs> Jimmy no life. Jimmy Bubbles. Oh, Jimmy, nice to know ya. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> Jimmy, it's been good to know ya. So she says here uh, that Jim made the no air sign. And I looked at him quizzically, wondering what he was doing. He was fine just a minute ago. He was fine just a minute ago. I thought we decided not to practice skills. You son of a bitch. You're not getting any air because we said we're not practicing. I'm trying to be at one with the fishies. What part of being at one with the river did you not get? She says, I did what any fresh fresh diver would do, which, as it turns out... Turned away and kept swimming. <laughs> <laughs> which... <laughs> Okay, what do you want me to do about it? I'm uh, looking at this uh, bluegill. I did what any fresh diver would do. She says, uh, which, as it turns out, was absolutely nothing. I stared at him like he had two heads, all the while breathing my precious air quite comfortably. Wait, wait, are you saying I'm out of air or you're out of air? Because I'm not out of air. (laughs) I've got plenty of air. You should have plenty of air too. Finally... After what seemed like two days, I graciously donated my wreck because, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> the realization occurs, right? Um, and this is kind of what we were talking about earlier is when when you're still new and you're, you're still focusing on so many 
new sensations of being in a completely new world, buoyancy and visibility and positioning and awareness and communicating. There's a big difference between giving the hand signal and having it register as to what's really going on. And there's a lot of, when an emergency occurs, rarely do people have the conversation early on in their training, this very thing of not believing something bad could be going on, right? Right. That doesn't happen to us. It's only drills in class. Yeah, yeah. Which is the value of doing, you know, with your regular dive buddy, you know, doing a, a skill like this. Right, doing a throwing a little out of air once in a while, just to make sure they're on their toes. Absolutely, that's why how it's going to happen in in real life, right? It's not going to be like, okay, I'm going to run out run out of air at approximately 16 minutes into the dive. So mysteriously, yeah, right. I'm going to lose all my gas all at once, or my regulator's going to stop working. Uh, so just be ready for that. It never happens right. like that. Hey, when you hit 1500 psi, I'll give I'm going to give you an out of air. That way, I know <laughs> that we both have plenty. <laughs> It's like, what about Bob? I fake Tourette's so that I know that I don't have it because I know I'm faking it. (laughs) Right. It's like the circular logic of running out or uh, the circular logic of being bent. Like we had that discussion a while ago. I can't be bent. Well, if you deny that you're bent, you're bent. (laughs) Denial is the first sign of being bent, really. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. Jim happily accepted my donation. When my brain caught on to what was happening... I felt a huge relief that he was okay. So she didn't kill him. At least not yet. Jimmy Dive, still alive. <laughs> Big Jim breathing in. Jimmy Sneakers. Jimmy Sneakers sneaking air in. Sneaking gas to his lungs. After a few breaths, he gave my reg back and gave the okay signal. He had been testing me. That son of a bitch. What? She says, what? Fucking Jim? Who's testing who? When you're diving with a new dive buddy, I think this is a valuable learning lesson between buddy teams to build trust and awareness of each other. I mean, you and I did it a lot early on to to get to the level of trust that we have with each other. Yeah, it was with the, you know, the group we would dive with. Everything was on the board for the most part. In other words, you don't know what's going to happen. Well, that's why there's a there's a small group of people that I have in my list of who I want to dive with when I'm doing a dive that is at my comfort level, right? You know, if I'm doing a dive where I, I know that I'm pushing my limits, where I need to really be on my game, I've got a small group of people that I know that I can fully trust. And then I've got, you know, everybody else in the world for pretty much any dive that's that's just uh a dive that i i don't have to worry about as much you know the level of dive where my wife is pushing her limitations i'm pretty chill now i wouldn't take her to do a dive that's got me like really making sure that my ducks are in a row because i know it's beyond her limitation and i haven't tested her in that way at that level yet Right, she doesn't dive as often or as frequently. You know, it was that yeah. regular group of divers where, okay, you've got to dress up the, the local mud hole dives a little bit. So you're just going out diving, and you don't know what can happen. How are we going to handle it? 
and things get thrown at you. Yeah, but those those testing testing dives they're great. Are, are I I fully believe that they're mm. great. Yeah, yeah. Now she says here in her next sentence, Jim can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I like this girl. <laughs> she seems like a true great dive podcaster at heart. Absolutely. Yes, I I agree. And I think uh, as as she catches up to Sneaker Jim's uh, or Jimmy Sneaker's <laughs> podcast listening, she too will find some understanding in this and uh, learn to appreciate it. She says, to my defense, and at risk of making the apology sound pretty insincere moving forward, his acting skills were subpar. Yeah, well, and that's the other side of this. If you're going to do this, really, really commit to it. Oh, yeah, you got to go all in. You know, when I do, even when I was, I would teach open waters, if my students were doing like, oh, and they're giving that little, you know, shaky hand at the, at the throat, and then they wait, I would stop the whole exercise. Like, okay, hold on. Right, yeah, yeah. When someone runs out of gas, I promise you, they're not going to get the shaky hand, sit there, wait, and wait for the gas to come to their mouth. You two are going to be swimming to each other. You out of gas are going to be swimming like a crazy person. You're out of gas. I just wanted you to think what's going on. You're fighting every natural urge to blow to the surface, and you're swimming to your gas. You're not going to sit there waving at your neck. Correct. Right. If somebody here's a here's the telltale sign. If somebody doesn't a little bit startle you with that out of air <laughs> signal. It's probably a drill, but that's that goes against the whole point of the drill. Right. Doing the out-of-air drill should make it very spontaneous and out of nowhere so that you understand, I can trust this reaction to be a real reaction. And if the reaction is, stop, I'm trying to take a picture right now, or wait, this can't be happening right now, <laughs> What? Don't test me, Jim. <laughs> I'm not in the mood. Exactly. I'm not in the mood, Jim. Yeah. Right. If that's if that's the reaction, this is a great point of discussion between dives, and uh, something to practice towards for when you're getting to those levels of dives that are that are pushing you both to your limits to move you to that next level of of diving experience. Yeah, it's got to be realistic. The eyes should fill up the mask. And, and when it happens, a lot of times there's a free flow going on. There's something going on. It's very rare that all of a sudden there's this cutoff of gas supply to you. That's just not realistically how it happens. It, it can come upon you, the donor, as that's how it happened. You were just... There he is in yeah, my face yeah. with the, I'm out of gas, grabbing at my regulator. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually a very wide-eyed, panicky, wanting to bolt for the surface is usually the reaction that occurs. So getting comfortable with, no, I need to get to my buddy, but the, the, the signal shouldn't be like a little wiping of your hand by your, by your uh, Adam's apple, Right making it look like you're adjusting your shirt collar, right? It should be a dramatic, when your buddy sees that signal, the thought that goes through your buddy's head should be either I'm giving him gas or he's bolting for the surface. So let's make this right. 
And when you when you get to that level of comfort and clarity on that signal, yeah, I mean, you're building up a really solid, comfortable dive team that can do some really kick-ass stuff in the future. It really uh, became comforting for me knowing that we did so many out-of-gas drills. Was really, I, I guess, Fundy's was good. I mean, was good. We did a bunch, but you don't really do much after you do the gas. You, you'll do an ascent. You'll do your stops. But it's not like cave training where you'll do a complete exit sharing gas where you'll, you'll actually see like, okay, this is, this is sharing gas on, on a real dive and you have to really rely on your partner for gas to get out of the cave system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. gas planning that we're doing, it really works. It's peace of mind, right? When you've, that's what I was saying. When, you, when you've done it and you've practiced it to, and it gets to that level, there's a big confidence and comfort and peace of mind that you have knowing that the future dives that you do, right, which are, you know, you climbing to that next plateau, you've got somebody that you can do it confidently with. Agreed. Yeah. And, do- and even in like, you know, I, I mean, for many, many, many years now in my advanced training, when you go through it, even like a deep dive, we're going to share air on a deep dive. Yeah. Right. Not just here's my octo on our knees on the platform yeah. Uh, give me my regulator back and let's go about, you know, the dive. No, we're going to account for the gas plan that we need to make the ascent. And you're going to see that you can share air from the deep dive. All the way home. And you'll actually see like those calculations while we, we put in a bunch of buffers in them. They're pretty spot on. She says, I'd like to think I would have responded a little faster had I believed he was in trouble. So he needs so, to get a, a little bit of drama lessons, a little bit of acting yeah. lessons. So we're good for this. I think See, you I and think I are should good really, for this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we are. We are. Like, I'll show you I how could, to. I could, uh, I could act the part of Jimmy Sneakers any, uh, right now. <laughs> you got to look at the way Jimmy Sneakers was acting them. It sounds like he wasn't putting on too good of an acting. That's show. what I'm saying. Like he he wasn't he wasn't in the moment of Jimmy Sneakers. He was just being regular Jim. He should have internalized Jimmy Sneakers. Now Jimmy Sneakers would have known how to give a good out of air signal. Hey yo, hey yo, I'm out of air. Yeah, you gotta you gotta really get into it. I like to scare the shit out of the people I'm with. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she says. If he swam at me wide-eyed, grasping for my reg or feigned a seizure, I hope the heck I wouldn't have stood there like a dumbass. Feigned a seizure. There's a good one. <laughs> Spit your rag out. Right. Not that I'm criticizing a dead guy, she says. My sort of apology to Jim. Sort of. Sort of. Well, I don't know. She got the gas to him. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. Jimmy's dead. She says, Jim still dives with me, although I'm certain he thinks I'll really let him die one day. He also takes every opportunity to remind me of the time I refuse to share my air in a dire situation. That should be a good reminder. I think Jimmy should do. Jimmy should just keep coming back at it, though, but he should hone his acting skills. Hone he should. those acting skills and every dive. And I'm, I'm not talking once or twice during the dive. I mean, just start to be annoying with this. 
be super annoying. Bam! Well, just yeah, yeah. It only they, and it only takes finish. a couple of dives of that, and you 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 realize it's not a joke underwater. It's it's a fun joke on land when we're sitting here on a podcast, but underwater there's no jokes. You take it seriously, and then uh, you get to the surface, and it was a joke. It's an exercise. It was an just, exercise. And you just keep pounding it in them. Yeah. Well, when you're in a point in your dive training that you're still on a learning curve for that yes. environment. Yeah. I mean, that's the time to, to hone that stuff in. Right. And then uh, you start, you get really good. You get really comfortable with each other. Those air shares are spot on every time. That's awesome. And then we start diving with a camera. Right. Then do it again. And we drop down <laughs> to a new plateau because we yeah. get lost in the camera. Right. That's when the, you throw the air share in again and you get the, the one minute signal. <laughs> hang on a minute. Hold on, I gotta clip off my camera. <laughs> they they used to be really good. Now it's like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Well, you see what I use with my camera now. You, I mean, you see that that leash, right? It's got yeah. it's actually got two clips on it. One goes to my crotch D ring. One goes to my left shoulder D ring. So when I'm taking pictures, it comes off my left shoulder D ring. And if I have to drop it, I can drop it, and it'll just hang yeah. down below me. Things to think about when your video or still camera is do you got it on a leash that's connected to you somehow? Because in an emergency, are you going to be able to drop that? Or are you going to compromise the team's safety by having to keep one hand on your camera? Yeah, yeah, right, right. Truth. Truth. Hashtag true facts. Truth. True facts. Um, she says, Jim still dives with me. Although I'm certain he thinks I'll really let him die one day. He also takes every opportunity to remind me of the time I refused to share my air in a dire situation. And I, I had said, good, that's, uh, that, that's what he should do. And we talked about, right? Never let them live down their mistakes, ever. <laughs> that's uh, Parenting 101. <laughs> And you, and you need a little bit of parenting. Hey, I'm a, I am joking. That is the one thing I uh, I don't, you know, a kid makes mistake. You can't let that define the kid or they grow up nuts. Uh, by the same token with your students, uh, don't let a mistake define you. Work through it. Well, it's interesting. People, people have their subconscious idiosyncrasies. And what is learning other than changing your behavior? Right, and if your normal reaction is to get, you know, nervous and flustered and not want the situation to be taking place, that's a behavior that's got to be fixed and changed. So, reminding them of it and uh, learning to react differently—that's that's not being a, a, no, a bad. No, no, I, I was going to say I would take it one step, a little one step further. It's actually incorporating the learning to affect behavioral change. So it's taking the knowledge, taking the past experience, taking that data, putting it into your noggin, churning it around to create a result that is a behavior change um, versus just looking at the knowledge. You know, I, it, it's, again, I go back to Zen. It's one thing to know the path. It's another thing to walk the path. That's taking the knowledge and incorporating it into your behavior. Yeah, no so doubt about that's it. That's what I mean. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that can sit and, and talk really? all day long about really? thing, things really? like you, this. Where, right? would, where would one but find the, these people? 
<laughs> on a dive or boat? <laughs> behind a keyboard on a, on a scuba forum. Uh, there's thousands upon thousands of these creatures that can spew forth yes. the data. But And then I think actually there's a good portion that actually believe they are, are walking the talk, but they don't have anybody really there letting them know if they are, you know, to give them that feedback. Sure, yeah, yeah. So what is it that separates the talking the talk about what you should be doing underwater trying to walk the walk of doing that very thing underwater and really being in that state of Zen underwater that it happens. I think it's hard to know that it's hard to know whether you've got it, unless you have some outside feedback, you need an entity from outside of you and your partner outside of your team, an entity that can be trusted. That's actually skillful. In other words, you need a really good instructor or teacher watching you. And watching you and your team and critiquing you and your team and showing you, again, this is where the power of the video is, is you you actually can yeah, see yeah. what you look like. There's an idea of what you look like that's in your brain when you're diving. And then there's the actual video. There's the actual what you look like. And you can't argue with, you know, we used to say that and I know you still say, you, you can't fight with video. You can't argue the video. There you are being a monkey. I know in your mind you were a graceful swan or whatever the fuck. Some kind of graceful, nice creature. But in reality... <laughs> a snowy egret? Yeah. A snowy egret? <laughs> Until you can see that on screen you've become the, yeah, the snowy egret. The grace, the grace of the snowy egret. <laughs> the, the crane. I don't know, we should use some martial arts. Uh, yeah, but even the monkey yeah, is a martial yeah. arts one. Right, they they modeled some of their uh, technique off of the monkey. Yeah, yeah. So I guess monkey's not all bad. Well, the the monkey has uh, well the monkey has unpredictability, which is an asset. Unpredictability. In yeah, the monkeys probably are pretty graceful. I mean, I've seen them in the zoo, so maybe a monkey isn't. Maybe we're doing a disservice to all monkeys in the world. You are. You're really giving them a bad rap. <laughs> Nevertheless, she says, I'm extremely grateful for being caught off guard and failing since I'd rather screw up in practice than in real life. And that's the point of doing those little practice dives, right? And, and what you were just saying about having a good instructor there to, to guide you through, I mean, that's a major part of our education model for a very long time is we're going to do all this training. You're going to do all these skills. You're going to learn all these new things, but then you're just going to go and dive and you're going to let it come out of you. And I'm going to show you then again, when the training's all done, where you're still not letting it come out of you so that you can take that in the future and do these practice dives in a controlled way, safe way that you're actually growing as a dive team. Growing well, that's as a person. one of the biggest differences in the, in the way we teach or the way I used to teach, the way you teach, is that you don't just say, okay, here's, here's how you did in class. This is where I think you are. Give them a few criticisms and send them on their way. You actually give them tools to continue to improve and show them how to do it. You know, it's not just, okay, go practice out of gas. This is how you need to practice. This is what you need to do, and this is what you need to be crit critiquing when you do. 
So you, you do have a tool to continue on with the improvement, not just, uh, hey, go out there and yeah, occasionally throw some practice in there. It's, there's more to it is what I'm getting at, I guess. Yeah, and that, that's the realism of those experience building dives of what you're trying to accomplish so that you can go do the big dive that you took that training for to move you up to that new you know, threshold of comfort and you can go do it successfully despite little things that may occur on the dive so that they don't snowball into somebody's really completely shockingly eyes wide having to swim up with a knot of gas. Right. There's, there's so much more you can keep going on and on about this, you know, yeah. noticing when your partner's having a problem, noticing the potential of, of issues. You know, I think back on that one guy that, and James, you noticed it on him. We were on the upline and he was at like 100 PSI and we, we were still at whatever, 60, 80 feet, whatever. I don't remember what, what depth we were, but the guy was oblivious that he was going to run out of gas. He was about exactly. to take his last he was breath. completely yeah. oblivious. I went up to him and I had to hear <laughs> what the hell but that kind of right. stuff that I for the other divers and of course that's an instructor thing but if that person's buddy who was non-existent on that dive correct that person's buddy correct. could have noticed that at 500 or a thousand so are you looking at your partner's pressure gauge just one more thing I mean there's a million ways that you you keep the dive safe in the sense of your awareness well you know I was doing a training with the guy a couple of weeks ago and he was going through some skills and at the end you know he's uh learning a set of doubles right and at the end of his valve drill you know he goes through a little flow check you know yeah this post is open this is open this is open still got gas looks at his gauge clips it off how much and gas? i ask him <laughs> How much gas you got? <laughs> of course, right? And his answer, of course, is uh, I don't know. Let me check my Take gauge. Take a wild guess, right? dude. So <laughs> he right. So he's, he comes down. He's looking at his gauge and clips it back up, and he gives me an okay. I go okay. So how much is it? <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> right. So it, it's things like that is is what I'm talking about earlier. Right? He's. At the point of just getting into this set of doubles and you're learning all this new stuff, you don't have the room for your brain to really register in and connect those firing synapses in your brain, right? That takes, yeah, it takes some practice. Ba- it takes up RAM, I guess you would call it, whatever, if you're, you're equating yeah, yeah. it to a computer. It takes up some of your RAM or your CPU, actually. If you're down there thinking about how to hold your buoyancy and thinking about propulsion or having to put big amounts of effort into keeping track of your partner. Whereas all that stuff should be subconscious. It should be natural. You know, it's doing without doing kind of thing and taking into account all the different uh, little subtle nuances of dive. The the compass headings on the on the wreck, the way the wreck lies, uh, you know, subtle things about uh, landmarks. All that stuff can't be taken in if all of your processor is being used just to blow bubbles and swim without killing yourself, right? Yeah, no kidding. So thank you, my friend, she says, for always keeping me on my toes and keeping us alive. You're my researcher, planner, and brains of the operation, Jim. My heartfelt apology for fate (laughs) killing you. Hashtag true facts. Nice. That's from 
the wonderful Pammy Lemmy Ram Ram. Oh, Pammy. Pammy Lemmy Ding Dong. Pammy, Pammy <laughs> Sneakers. Does this Pammy Sneakers work? Nah, Pammy Killer. Pammy Killer. Flip Flop. Killing flip flop Pam. Pam. <laughs> Pam, Pam the buddy you, killer. Pam, you can't have my air. Get your own. Pam. Pony bottle <laughs> Pammy. Pony bottle Pam. Air to spare. Pressure gauge Pammy. Yeah. Well, thanks, Pam. Thanks for the letter. Yeah, thanks, Pam. It's a very great email. Thank you for thinking of us to want to share that awesome story with and i uh, i sent her an email back saying uh how much uh i i appreciated it and uh asked if it was okay to share this on the air and she said she was gonna uh, not even tell jim about it and let him be surprised when he gets to it so (laughs) jimmy sneakers we hope you enjoyed this one i'm curious is this the real name because i'm thinking pam and jim is from the office hey these names could be completely made up and fictitious i have no idea I hope they are, because the email does come from a completely different name that has nothing to do with Jim or Pam anywhere in it. Yeah, yeah. I think she's an Office fan. Are we Michael and Dwight, if they're Jim and Pam? Actually, I want to be, what's his name? Uh, The older guy. That's kind of weird. Oh, the... uh, um, Creed, who has the thing. If I can't go scuba diving, (laughs) I'm not going. (laughs) Yeah, Creed. (laughs) Yeah, you can be Creed. I'll be Daryl. Oh, Daryl's a good one. I like (laughs) Daryl. Nobody wants yeah, yeah. to be Dwight or, or Michael. <laughs> no, definitely not. definitely not. All right, everybody. Well, hey, thanks for joining us on this um, email version of the Great Dive Podcast. Always fun stuff. We love hearing from you guys. And we've got a special prize going out to, to Pam and Jim. We, we got a special prize going yes. out to a bunch of people. Uh, Tiffany is She's hard under at COVID work. quarantine, though. You know, uh, with COVID, yeah, with COVID right now, things are really delayed. You got to be patient with us. But uh, if we've promised you something and we haven't sent it out yet, send us a reminder. And once we get through this crazy pandemic, we'll, we'll, things will get back to normal. We promise. Hey, uh, I think this COVID thing has been a blessing to every lazy person in the planet. You know, like, oh, I oh, yeah, can't you, oh, you, do we, that. We all- it's COVID, man. COVID. <laughs> yes, now now we have a good excuse. excuse. I mean, they have a good excuse. Now they have a good excuse for why they aren't getting shit done. Damn COVID. Anyway, yeah. Hey, let's sign these logbooks. You ready? And uh, we'll call it a day. That was a bone-chilling dive. Or that was a ball-chilling dive, Brando. Thanks ball for joining me. Dive. Uh, all right, Jimmy Lima Ding Dong. Diving Jimmy, making dives, logging dives. Take it easy. <laughs> Dive safe. <laughs> All right. BWRAF Brando. <laughs> I gotta think of uh I gotta think of something for BWRAF with my name in it. Brando was right yeah. all fucking day. Gotta put a D at the end of it. <laughs> BWRAF D. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks, folks. Thanks for joining us.
Run, 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 run